what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game, let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Hello, hello. I hope you are doing well and staying safe. I am going to dive right into this topic today. I want to talk to you about an idea that crossed my mind, and it's really this idea that things have to be hard, right? Have you ever found yourself in that position that it's not worth it unless it's hard, right? That unless there's a struggle attached to it, unless I like force myself to show up, then I'm not earning it, right? And that it's it's not going to be worthwhile because I haven't truly suffered for it, right? But what if it were easy, right? What if we were missing it all along? What if it wasn't supposed to be hard? What if we weren't supposed to go through life resisting? Because what we resist persists. You might have heard that before. What we resist persists. So in the sake of suffering, we end up staying in places that were never designed for us longer than we were supposed to be there because we think that that's normal and it's not normal. And sometimes the more we stay in places of difficulty and dysfunction and high stress environments, right? we actually start rewiring ourselves, meaning we start thinking a certain way consistently. We start changing our emotional home. We start living in certain emotions versus the whole span of emotions more than normal, right? And we start storing things up in our heart and it's subtle at first, but then it starts to build. And eventually we move into success burnout, overload, just not fun things, right? So I wanted to invite you on today to think about what if it were supposed to be easy? What if I were supposed to have fun on the journey, (laughs) right? What if I stopped resisting and forcing it? Because actually what that is, is it's highlighting this belief in lack, this belief in limitation, this belief in not enough, right? So if I believed I were enough, if I believed that I were worthy, if I believed that this was working for my good, would I show up differently? Probably, right? So it's it's almost creating from your future self is a, a really good way to look at that. So I really just encourage you to think about that and take that into some meditative time. And I'm going to walk you through a way that you can do this also. So I had this thought come up <laughs> with this other thought that we tend to put ourselves in cycles of what we're used to, whether that's healthy for us or not. A lot of times when we're putting ourselves through a cycle, it's not healthy, right? But imagine, what if we put ourselves, instead of cycles of pain, right? What if it were the flip side? Instead of cycles of sadness and brokenness, what if it was wholeness and joy, right? But what tends to happen is we go through a pattern that I call compare and despair, compare and despair, compare and despair. 
And with social media, this is so easy to do, right? Even just where you live. Oh, well, the, my neighbor has this, or you know, the people I work with have this, or this person is dating this person, and this person just got married, and this person had a baby, and this person has X amount of dollars in the bank account, and this person's business just blew up, right? We compare ourselves to other people, right? And then we we get into this state of despair because we suddenly don't think that we are where we're supposed to be when really what we're doing, we're abandoning ourselves, we're abandoning the process, and we're really losing faith and energy for the journey. So that's not actually a healthy, productive thing to do. But I believe that it is rooted in who we think we are. This is actually an identity issue. So I just wanted to, to read, for the sake of some spirit fail real talk, I wanted to give you some spirit before I give you the real talk, okay? So some scripture to back up what I'm presenting here. First one, Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So my thought would be, Who am I to judge God's creation? Essentially, I'm saying that God's creation is not enough. That happens when I'm judging somebody else, but how often am I judging myself, right? 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. This should create a lot of joy. (laughs) If you've ever wanted to be out of an old thing, like people are talking about 2020, they just want to get out of it already, right? The new is your hope, right? That this is not permanent, that I'm not stuck here, that I don't have to bring and carry all this old baggage and all this old weight. Like I'm free of that. I get to focus on the new thing. But how often do we stay in relationships and jobs and habits and mindsets that are not healthy? They're old things, but we live in them. We make them home, right? So if anyone is in Christ, this is a key indicator that you're not living from Christ, right? As a child or a son or daughter of God, right? He is a new creation. The oldest passed away, the new has come. So my job here is to focus on the new that has come. Not that is coming, that has come, okay? Another one, 1 Peter 2.9, but you... You, wow, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Okay? If you've ever been in the dark and God brought you out, whew, you will praise him every day. <laughs> every day, right? So, Also to note here, when we make things about us, when we get into me, 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 I, 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 right? That's when we miss it. We're here not to proclaim ourselves and our awesomeness, right? But we're here to proclaim the excellencies of him and all of his goodness and all of his grace and all of his glory, right? Then I'll give you two more, okay? Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations, right? So essentially, before you even were born into this world, God knew you, right? Before you were born, he set you apart as one of his chosen, okay? He anointed you. So you already have all you need, right? And God qualifies the call, right? 
and a prophet to the nation. So you're here to speak, to encourage, to build up, to spread the good news, right? And then lastly, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. Pause for Selah, right? I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So that verse right there, if you meditate on that, it's power packed here, right? I have been crucified with Christ, my old nature, my sin, all of that on the cross, right? It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, okay? So I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm not looking at myself. I'm not looking what I can do and how I'm going to do it and by when I'm going to do it and getting all caught up in my future trip, right? I'm thinking about God, okay? The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in God, right? Who loved me and gave himself for me. So if God loved me and he gave me this life, this life is a gift and how I live it, a spirit-led life is my gift back to God, right? And if I stay in the spirit, I will not fulfill the lust of the flesh, okay? So we don't like to think that our thinking is what's holding us back or our attitude or what we're speaking, right? That takes a ton of self-control and discipline to clean up, but God can help us with that. So just really wanted to highlight identity here. So, so important to have a strong conviction about who you are and whose you are, because then you can really use wisdom and discernment as you not only walk in the world and influence in the world, but as you make decisions as well. Okay. So my question to you today is, do you know you? Do you know you? That's my question. Do you know you? And you're probably like, what? That's a weird question. I get it, but there's been many seasons in my life where I've had to ask this question, okay? Whether that's, you know, after a breakup, whether it's a cross-country move, a new job, a breakdown, (laughs) a transition of some kind, a heartbreak, whatever it happens to be, I've had to ask myself that question, do you know you, all right? And I eventually got to a place where I'm like, "Mm, well, I don't actually, because I am not who I was training myself to be when I was a people pleaser. I was not who I was training myself to show up as when I was a high achiever and high performer and just checking things off, right? And then knocking them out based on whose standard of success. Who knows? The world, I guess. I don't know, right? And then I'm not uh, who a boyfriend or who a teacher or who a boss says that I am, right? Or I'm not my academic or my athletic records, right? Or I'm not even probably who I think I am a majority of the time. So do I really know myself? I had to get to a point where I'm like, there's no amount of self-help books (laughs) and people that can help me, whether it's mentors, coaches, whatever, that can help me understand who I am like God can help me understand who I am, right? Apart from God, I am nothing. Apart from God, I can do no good thing, right? I didn't have a strong sense of who I am until I had a relationship with God. Really though, it was something that was uh, adaptable, moldable by 
who knows, right? It could be anything. Could be by a resume. Could be by a job. Could be by a relationship, right? It could change based on what was going on in my life. And I got to a point where I didn't want to live like that. I didn't want to keep striving and keep achieving and keep coming up short is how I defined it. It just felt like, man, I'm investing my whole heart, my whole soul, my all, right? Like everything that I've got into things. And I I knock them out and then that's it. Then what? Then I just start over? Like that is no way to live. Like what is it all for, right? When you get to that place, you realize there's a God gap that only God can fill. So this is my question to you. Do you know you, all right? Now, here is how you can back into this also. Think of the people that you would say that you know the most or that know you the most, all right? Usually we think of these people because perhaps we spend the most time with them. Perhaps we show them more sides of ourselves than other people see, Perhaps they've been with us through more seasons of our life, so naturally they've seen how we've shown up. But think of the people you know the most or the people that know you the most. What do you show those people? What do they what do you show those people? What do they actually know about you? And this is important. So for example, when I mentioned people pleasing, As a younger girl, what I was showing people was that I could handle it. I could figure it out. Like, I'm the go-to person. I'm useful, right? That was this inner narrative that was running. So I ended up dealing with a lot of responsibility that was not mine to carry, okay? So that's an example. So people saw me as a peaceable person, as a reliable person, as a loyal person, and that got me positive praise. So that I tied to my identity, right? And it nearly killed me, (laughs) right? Or then if you're an achiever, you're seen as somebody that's accomplished and that is talented and that is smart and that is capable and that is independent and that is driven and that is, right? You see all these beautiful things and then you just try to keep showing up as that only realizing that you're exhausted and that's not sustainable long-term, right? And it's only bringing out certain aspects of yourself. So a lot of times we don't realize that we're only practicing and demonstrating or expressing limited parts of ourselves, all right? So another question, do you understand your 50-50 balance between positive and negative in life? What do I mean by this? Life is going to have a mix of positive and negative, and we're not always going to see things coming, right? But that is what we know for sure right? Rain falls on the just and the unjust, right? What's the part of you that shows up that's not perfectly together all the time, right? That's not manicured, that's not an Instagram photo. What's the part of you that shows up that maybe is your shadow side, right? That part that doesn't have it together, that part that is afraid, that part that is vulnerable. What shows up in that side, What parts of you do you reject or do you hide? You know, when you think of addictions and and why we numb out, it's, it's a belief in I'm not worthy or I'm not enough or I'm too this or I'm too that or I'm not enough this or I'm not enough that. So I need to hide and I need to reject myself and I need to suffer. But for what? And to no end, right? And something to really recognize here is you can't fully embrace yourself right? If you won't see you, 
So how can you fully express yourself and be seen by other people? You can't, right? Another question, do you know what you most love and desire and are you willing to honor that? So sometimes, maybe subconsciously, maybe without meaning to, we train ourselves away from our heart's desires and what it is that we're actually drawn to and inspired by because we think we should be doing these other things or it needs to look like this or. So we train ourselves out of our intuition, out of our connection with Holy Spirit and divine wisdom and counsel and discernment. We, we silence that to do the responsible quote unquote thing, right? The, the praiseworthy thing, the right thing, but according to who, right? And it actually requires a lot more courage and bravery to identify what it is that you most love and desire and to honor it and take steps towards that, right? Can you honor those things that you think of even when it may upset other people, right? A lot of times when you start waking up, (laughs) when you start stepping into your power, when you start stepping into your authority, you show up differently in life. Maybe you don't tolerate the same things. Maybe you hold your boundaries better, right? Maybe you speak differently. Maybe you think differently. So you're not hanging around the same kinds of people or doing the same kind of things that you used to do, right? And that might make some people unhappy. So keep that in mind. Now, another thing to think about is to think about what it means to be your most authentic self. I know when I hear that, sometimes it's it's talked about a lot, but how I get to that is thinking about who was I before I was told who I was supposed to be or who was I before I felt like I should be doing something or this is the path that I need to be following, right? Who was I without all the pressure? Who was I before all of that, right? Who was that girl? Who was that? So when I think about that, how do I, in this case, how do you address your authentic self? Get granular with this. Does the food that you eat represent who you are, the truth of who you are, right? That that God creation, that godly creation that you are. The places you go, do those represent who you are, right? The home you live in. And this doesn't have to do with with finances by any means, but how you take care of that space and what you're comfortable living in or living with. Does that represent you, right? The job you show up for, not even a job, maybe just the work or the ministry that you do in the world, the service that you provide. Does that represent you or are you becoming someone less than, right? Or are you training yourself out of who you are for this thing, right? Are you showing up as who you are? Just do a scan in your life, right? In your relationships, at your job, in how you take care of yourself and how you talk to yourself. Are you showing up as who you are, right? Because it actually takes a ton of energy to be showing up and living somebody else's story, I know I went to grad school for film production and what I was really learning was that so often we're we're characters and we're people in other people's movies because we haven't been willing to be still and know. We haven't been willing to do that inner work to really identify who it is that we are, right? And that's no way to live 
for real, for real. So what does it mean to show up as you? And how does that feel? Likely, you know what it feels like to not be who you are, to stay in in relationships or stay in jobs or or live in places that are not comfortable. They're, they're not a fit for you and you're miserable, right? It doesn't feel good. But how often do you actually live in what does feel good, right? And and how to get clear on this, what gives you peace? What brings this contentment? Because you can keep moving, you can keep getting in different relationships, but, right, Do is that really showing up for you? Or is that motivated by something else, okay? Now, I also want to encourage you to not let yourself off the hook so easy. A lot of times, if you don't actually know who you are, or if you feel that that is true for you, it's not really true. You do know deep down who you are, and sometimes you just have to do some work to remove all of the layers that have been covering you, whatever those are, okay? And when you start telling yourself the truth, changes will come, and they'll come easy. It's almost an accelerated path when you start tapping into the truth, and it's going to just be an organic process, right? So you don't have to do so much overthinking or figuring it out. It'll just happen as you honor yourself, okay? So another big thing here, you decide who you want to be in this world. You decide who you want to represent. You decide how you're going to show up. You decide. You decide, right? That's radical ownership, okay? Oh, man, it's so so important to get that because then you'll, if you really get it, you'll live different, right? Now, the other thing to consider here when you ask yourself, do I really know who I am? What messages are you reinforcing about yourself? Are you reinforcing all of those verses that I just spoke? Are you reinforcing those? Where's your opportunity to grow? Where are you still choosing smallness? Where are you still choosing to limit yourself? Where are you still choosing to not be authentic, to act, to perform, to achieve, to do for some external gain, right? The inner game is really where it's at. How can you fully embrace and embody the gift that is your life, right? Wouldn't that be such a sad thing if you lived your entire life, but you didn't enjoy it? God promises that you can have and enjoy your life in abundance to the full until it overflows, right? And delighting in God's creation also means delighting in yourself, not being full of yourself, not being self-centered, but definitely being on your team, right? And you've probably at this point, if you're listening to this, you've probably been against yourself long enough. You've probably chosen paths of suffering because at one point that's what you had to do. That's what you had to go through, but that doesn't have to be your norm and that doesn't have to be how life is designed to be, right? God leads in ways of pleasantness and peace. He's your comforter. We can cast our cares on him. He is our shepherd. He will guide and protect us, right? That gives you a lot of freedom to just be yourself. But when you have been so accustomed to not being him or her, it's a very weird process to start shedding. That can feel like a grief process sometimes because you realize, wow, I've been acting and none of those things are me. So who am I? 
But the most beautiful thing is coming into wholeness, coming into freedom, coming into authority, coming into your confidence, coming into your greatness, and being able to actually have and enjoy your life so that you're not always doing, you're not always running, you're not always hiding, you're not always looking to other people to validate you and make sure that you're good, right? You're fueled from within, and that is an entirely different way to live, right? And what the Lord gives you, the world can't take away. But what the world gives you and what you try to create in your own strength absolutely can be taken away from you. So my encouragement to you on today is probably more of an invitation to take a look at maybe where you've been comparing, (laughs) to take a look at maybe areas where you're training yourself not to be authentic and pull back for a minute and give yourself some space to really reflect on how are you showing up? How are you talking to yourself? Who are you hanging out with? What are the messages that you're reinforcing? Is it representing who you are? Is it demonstrating who it is that you want to be in the world? Because again, that is something you get to decide. All right, guys, that's all I have. Kind of short, sweet, simple to the point on today. But I hope this message blessed you. If it did, do a girl a favor and subscribe here. You can also copy the link and share it with a friend. And if you're new, also, here are some ways that we can connect. You can go to julianapage.com. I have a self-mastery course over there, which is really powerful, particularly right now. (laughs) It's a really timely course to help you do that inner work and really ask yourself some really deep and profound questions and start drawing the gold out of you. Wonderful course full of videos and a lot of fun homework assignments because if it's not fun, really, is it going to stick? I would say no. So you can go check out that course. It's called U2.0. There's also ways that we can work together. I am a professional coach. I've been doing this for over, oh my goodness, over 12 years. Uh, It's what I absolutely love to do, but it's really helping re- wire and give tools to really help you have and enjoy your life. So you can check that out. There's a blog and I also go live on YouTube quite a bit. So you can find me over on YouTube at Juliana Page. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.